Welcome to the Av Youth Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to our latest messages and everything Av Youth related. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Now tonight, guys, we're starting a new series, and it's already up on the walls. It's called I Declare War. And if you were here with us on Sunday, you kind of caught a glimpse of really what this whole entire series is going to be about. And I'm excited for this because I I remember as we sat down and as we were coming up with different series and things like that, I had this I had this just feeling in my heart. I was like, let's do a worship series. And I really wanted to kick off the new year and this whole idea of what worship is. How do we worship God? And I remember uh, David Clute, one of our students here, goes to Santiago Senior this year. Um, he came to me and he was like, hey, I, I, I want to speak this message. And he kind of gave me the, the background of what the message was all about. And I was like, man, I kind of, I, I like this. And I was like, yeah, we'll schedule it. We'll, we'll, you'll um, speak into the new year and all that stuff. And as I sat and like, thought about his message more and more, I was like, man, it'd be so sweet to do a full series on kind of his one message. And it was just really this kind of whole idea of, like, I declare war and declaring war on the enemy and declaring war on the versions of ourselves that we do not wish was a part of us. And so we sat down and we really came up with this four-week series that we're going to dive into as the beginning of the year, um, really the start tonight, that I hope it's going to challenge us. I hope it's going to really stretch us as believers and stretch us as just trying to be better Humans, Because obviously, if you just turned on the news or flipped through social media today alone, you know this world is lost, and you know this world is hurting. And I believe that tonight is a night where we, every single one of us here, can grow closer in our relationship with Jesus as we walk out of here. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down the title of tonight's message. The title of tonight's message is The War From Within. And I just want to give you a heads up. If you were here with us on Sunday, you're going to catch some glimpses. I I, I kind of retweaked the message, but it's kind of the heart behind this message is still the same. But there's some few things in here that's going to be different. So again, if you're taking notes, the title of tonight's message is The War From Within. Now, this whole idea for this series is going to war against the version of ourselves that we wish we didn't have. And I just want to encourage you tonight, if you think to yourself right now that you don't have a version of yourself you don't like, you're fooling yourself. Every single one of us here tonight has something about us. Maybe it's a characteristic trait. Maybe we we have certain addictions. Maybe we have certain attitudes that we walk in that we just wish we did not have. And those is what we like to call the versions of ourselves that we don't like. You see, personally for me, I have a version of myself where I like to call it Moody Charlie. Now, I'm going to explain it in a little bit, but there's moments where I can walk into my office or I can really walk anywhere. When I come home, I can be like this, where I'm just like in a mood. You ever just get in a mood and you're just like, man, I just don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like your parents are on your nerves. Your friends are on your nerves. Your significant other. And you're just like, I don't want to be with anybody. That's the moody Charlie that I can be like at certain times. So we all have versions of ourselves that we wish weren't a thing. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to get into tonight's message. But before we do, there's one last thing I want to highlight. And you see, here in Av Youth, there's three people called Charlie, which I've never met three people called Charlie before in my life. One, me. Two is our other leader, Charlie. And then three is our student, Charlie, who's sitting right here in the front seat with the Avenue hoodie on. But today is Charlie's birthday, and he is turning 13, correct? 
13. He's a teenager today. So on the count of three, I just want you to yell happy birthday. We won't sing it, but we're going to say happy birthday as loud as we can to Charlie. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Happy birthday, Charlie. Okay, some of us said Charlie. I didn't know if we were supposed to say it or not. But happy birthday, Charlie, dude. We're stoked that you showed up tonight on your birthday, first service of the year. He said, I could have had a birthday party but I decided to come to youth tonight. And I was like, dude, that's, what's on, that's what I'm talking about, man. Um, but let's pray, and let's get into tonight's message. So if you can, let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and let's pray. God, we are grateful for who you are and what you're doing in every single one of our lives. God, we pray right now as we start this new series, as we start this new year, we start season three of Av Youth. God, I pray right now that you're just going to bless every single one of us here. God, I pray that you, we are going to walk in your guidance. We are going to walk in your mercy. We're going to walk in your love like never before as we start 2021. And God, I specifically just want to pray right now just in general for the country that we're living in right now. There's so much division, so much hurt, so much chaos just unfolding today. That God, I pray right now your hand will be upon this. God, I pray right now that there is going to be guidance from this, that, God, you will use this to further your kingdom. God, that you will use this to straighten who you need to straighten out, God. God, I just pray for us as a youth group, us as individuals, we just continue to focus on you. That even when the world around us seems like it's falling down, we just continue to focus on you. God, we love you. God, we thank you. In your name we pray. And we all said? Amen, amen, amen. Now, when you hear those words, the war from within, what's the first thing you guys think of? You just shout it out. Just one time you can shout out. What's that one thing you think of from, with the war from within? Fighting yourself, exactly. And that's really what the whole idea behind the war from within came from. But it's funny because I told you guys already, I kind of spoke this message a little bit on Sunday morning. And I went, to my, I went to my apartment, and I started writing on Monday, kind of just retweaking a few different things, giving things different names. And I remember sitting there, and um, Aubrey, she was sitting on the couch, and I was like, hey, I'm going to call this message the war from within. And when you hear those words, what's the first thing you think of? And she kind of gave me her things, and I told her, I was like, like, all jokingness aside, the first thing I think of when it comes to those words, the war from within is like, you ever eat like spicy foods and like it doesn't sit well in your stomach? Like that's the war from within. Like if we, we could be real with ourselves. Like I'm not gonna go into detail. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick a story and we're gonna go with it. I was like, I can't pick a story on this. Everyone's not gonna show up next week if I go into these type of stories. But I will say this. I'm never eating Popeye's chicken spicy sandwiches ever again after what happened yesterday. All I'm going to tell you is there was a war from within my gut that did not go well. That's it. Let's pray. Let's leave. I'm playing. But it, it wasn't good. It just was not good. But when I think of that idea of the war from within, that's the first thing my mind comes to. But really, at the end of the day, what it truly means is these battles that we have coming from within our hearts, coming from within our souls, within our inner beings. The battle between right and the battle between wrong. And you see, and I already brought this up, these versions of ourselves that we wish weren't a part of us. These versions of ourselves that we wish we could just eradicate out of our lives. When those versions of ourselves come out of us, there's a war from within. There's a battle where we wish we could just declare war on that version of ourselves. Where we wish that it just was not a part of our lives. And really for the next four weeks, for the rest of this series, we're going to dive into the heart of that. 
We're going to see how, one, first off, how do we declare war on those versions of ourselves? And how do we grow from that? And I was thinking to myself, what a better way to start this new year than starting off with a fresh new vision for your life and my life. And tonight I only have three points for you. The very first point I have for you tonight is this. It'll be up on the screen if you're taking notes. The very first point is, what side of the barbed wire are you on? What side of the barbed wire are you on? Now, I shared this point in the very, I shared this point on Sunday, but it was so good that I felt like I could not skip this one. You see, I'm a history guy. Like, I love watching the History Channel. You might think, man, Charlie, you're getting really old if you like coming home and watching the History Channel, but I do. Like, I really like the History Channel. And you see, I remember watching, uh, really reading this book on uh, one of our presidents. He is um, Theodore Roosevelt. And to me, Theodore Roosevelt was such a cool guy. Like, if I had the opportunity to sit down with any of our presidents, it would be Theodore Roosevelt. Like, he is such a cool guy. You know the Panama Canal? He is one of the, like, founders of it, the one that pushed for us to have that. You know the national parks that we have, like Yosemite and all these other different places? He was really the push behind creating national parks. He created five of them that really kind of made this whole entire wave happen. He's one of the only presidents to ever receive the Medal of Honor. Like, this dude was sweet. This dude was cool. But there's a story about Theodore Roosevelt that really stands out to me, and that's really where I, I got the idea of what side of the barbed wire you want. You see, it was a story when Theodore Roosevelt had this group, these, this gang almost, called the Rough Riders. And you've probably heard the Rough Riders before if you were in your history class, if you paid attention in your history class. But you probably have heard of the Rough Riders. The Rough Riders was this group of people that Theodore Roosevelt got together, made up out of Indians, made up out of cowboys, made up out of Harvard alum from his college. And they just created this kind of military unit that went into battle. And there's a story that I was reading when these Rough Riders were in the Spanish-American War. And in the Spanish-American War, they were getting ready to take this hill called San Juan Hill. And it said in the story, there was a significant part to Theodore Roosevelt's life that really kind of changed him forever. And it was this moment where he saw this piece of barbed wire laying on the floor. They're getting ready to charge this hill, and he sees this piece of barbed wire laying on the hill. And as he's staring at it, it said in the book that he knew that if he crossed over that piece of barbed wire, that there was no turning back. That there was no going back to the old life. There was no going back to, to, to peace, to rest. And he knew if he crossed that piece of barbed wire, that he had to charge that hill and go to war. And you see, tonight, as we start 2021, I feel like a lot of us are kind of like Theodore Roosevelt. We're stuck right now at that piece of barbed wire. And we know that as soon as we cross over and say, I want to better my life, we need to do it. We got to do it. My encouragement tonight is we do exactly that. That we have the courage, we have the faith to cross over that barbed wire. You see, the way I like to look at this piece of barbed wire in Theodore Roosevelt's life is this. Theodore Roosevelt went from what is, meaning what is the situation he's in, on the opposite side of the barbed wire. And as soon as he crosses that barbed wire, he's going in to what could be. 
You see, I think 2020 really kind of threw us all for a loop. We got stuck in the mentality of what is, what is happening around us, and we became so consumed with everything that was going on. So much that we've never crossed that piece of barbed wire into the new life God has for you and I. And I'm believing tonight that God is calling every single one of us here and everyone watching online tonight for us to cross over from what is to what could be. Because God has a purpose for every single one of us here tonight. But it's going to take us with the courage and us to have faith in God to step over that piece of barbed wire to be able to take on what it is that he has for us. So again, I'm asking the question tonight, what side of the barbed wire do you find yourself on tonight? The what is, what is around us, what is the situation that we're living in, or what could be? And my hope again is that we cross over into what could be. And I know some of us right now, as I kind of talked about this just a little bit, you might already be thinking, well, I don't want to cross over to what could be. Like, I'm comfortable right now. Like, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I'm comfortable with the friends I hang out with. I'm comfortable with coming in on Wednesday nights and saying that I'm a Christian, but all the other nights out of the week, I really don't act like a Christian. I get that because I've been there. You know my testimony. You know where I've come from. You know I was wishy-washy. It was like every single Wednesday night for like two months straight, I would come on Wednesday night and I would dedicate myself to Jesus and then Friday night go out on party. Like I get that if some of us are here tonight in that same exact situation. But you see, the thing is this, guys. If we truly want to see change in our life, if we truly want to go to war with those versions of ourselves that we don't wish was in our lives anymore, it's going to take us getting out of our comfort zone. It's going to take us going from what is to what could be. And it is scary. Anybody that's here tonight that has a relationship with Jesus could tell you that when Jesus comes and comes to ask to be used by us, or Jesus asks us to go somewhere. Jesus calls us to go somewhere. For instance, Benny G is getting ready. He felt called by God to go to Minnesota. These are nerve-wracking things, but the thing is this. Those nerve-wracking things pushed us to do so much amazing things for God. So much. And it's truly beautiful when you sit back and you look at it and you sit back and kind of examine these things. Because again, God calls every single one of us on a daily to do something. He really does. Daily he calls us to go out and do something. Daily he calls us, if we are believers of him, to spread his gospel. To spread his name. But it comes back to, are we still stuck on the what is or are we going into the what could be? And you see, I, I want to encourage you guys with something tonight. If you are here and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm just kind of nervous. I don't think I, I'm ready to declare war on that version of myself. I don't think I'm ready to go from what is to what could be. If that's you tonight, I, I just want to read this verse to you. Just one verse in point one. And that's this. It's Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Joshua chapter one, verse nine. And it says this. Can we pull it up on the screen? All right, I'm just going to read it. All right, it says this. Ah, there we go. First service of the year. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 says this. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, I want to pause. Because I see a lot of times we can read Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, and we can take it out of context. 
You guys ever met somebody that like reads certain verses and like says like, oh, this is just my verse and they completely like they don't even know what that verse even means? A lot of people do that with Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. A lot of people. A lot of people will take Joshua 1, 9 and say, oh my gosh, my, my God's going to be with me. My God's going to be there to comfort me when I go out and I want to be a TikTok star. It's like, what? Or when I go out and I want to be YouTube famous. Or when I, when I go out and I want to do X, Y, and Z. And at the end of the day, if those things aren't in the plan that God has for you, that verse does not align with it. But you see... When we go from what is to what could be in our relationship with God, when he calls us out of our comfort zone to go and fill out the, purpur the pur purpose, the purpose that he has for you and I, he will be there. But when we take that verse and we put that into our own context, into the own way we want to live, it doesn't work like that. You see, God wants every single one of us to go to war with those versions of ourselves that we don't want. Because really those versions of themselves that we don't want, what that ends up doing to your life and my life is it hinders our relationship with him. And anything that does that, God does not want in our lives. So again, if you're sitting here tonight and you're like, I, I don't know if I want to cross that barbed wire. I don't know if I want to go from what is to what could be. Understand this, when we are in pursuit of the purpose God has for you and I, he is there with us. He is there to comfort us. It's going to be scary. But the payout on the other side is going to be so great for your life and my life. Now, the second point I want to talk about tonight is this. Second point. Well, that did not go as planned. Well, that did not go as planned. You guys ever been in a situation where something did not go as planned? Like, what was your first initial reaction? Because for me, my first initial reaction when something doesn't go as planned is I get frustrated. The first thing I want to do is just, like, go get angry, like, legit angry. For instance, on Friday night, something did not go as planned. What didn't go as planned was... My favorite college football team did not win the game they were in. And you know what's tough? Let me give a side. I'm going I'm to go on a rant right now. If you know somebody that is a huge fan of a team and you don't care about that sport, don't text them. Do not text them. You would not believe how many text messages I got from people that I haven't talked to in years saying, oh, we're going Clemson. I'm like, bro, shut up. I don't care. Bro, it gets me so irritated. Pray for me. But legit, Friday night, something did not go as planned, and I got so irritated. I remember walking out, I went to this escape room on Friday night, and I remember walking out, pulling my phone out, and seeing the score being 35 to 14, and I was like, what in tarnations is going on right now? But you see, when I think of that idea of that didn't go as planned, I think of the life of Peter. Peter in the Bible is a disciple. He's one of the 12 disciples. And you see, the best way I like to describe Peter is like this. You guys have your own friend groups, and in those friend groups, you probably have someone that's kind of like Peter. You have that person in your friend group that's kind of loud, outgoing, is always the loudest one in your friend group, the one that always wants to talk the most. You guys have those people in your friend group? If they're here, do not point at them. That is awkward. <laughs> or just call yourself out. See, that was like Peter. Peter's the outgoing type. He's a zealous type. He just, he just wanted to be known. Not wanted to be known, but he just was the loudest one in the group. 
always was the first one to do something. It's like those are the type of people that sometimes you can get angry at. It's like, bro, just chill out. Like, we're just watching the game. You don't need to be, like, all extra right now. But that was Peter. Did you say that's me? Oh, okay. <laughs> but when it comes to that, when it comes to Peter and being thinking to ourselves that that did not go as planned, there's a moment in Peter's life that specifically stands out to me. And you see, that moment in Peter's life is when Jesus, as he's walking with Jesus, because again, Peter is one of the 12 disciples, Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, and this happens if you're taking notes, I don't have time to read it, but if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, Matthew 26, verse 34. It happened in Matthew 26, verse 34, where Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, you are going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Now, if I'm Peter, and I've walked with Jesus for about three and a half years now, doing ministry with Jesus for three and a half years, and Jesus says that to me, saying that I'm going to deny him three times, I'm going to be like, no, there ain't no way, Jesus. Like, we ride or die. We've been through life together. Like, I got your back. You got my back. Like, that's the way we roll. And that's pretty much what Peter did. But you see, when Jesus says something, 100% of the time, that thing's going to come true. You see, and it didn't even take us to the next chapter. In the same exact chapter, Matthew 26, verses 69 to 75, we see what Jesus said to be true come true. We see Peter deny Jesus three times. And as soon as that third time happened, a rooster crowed, and he just had remorse. He just felt guilty for what he did. And this is all happening in the time period right before Jesus' death. And resurrection. And you see, really where I got the idea of this did not go as planned isn't so much about what happened in Matthew 26, but what, what happens to Peter's life in John chapter 21. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, we're just going to read three verses. And what we're picking up in John 21 is right after Jesus' death and resurrection, and Jesus is now looking for his disciples. And this is what happens. Starting off in verse 1. It'll be up on the screen. It says this. Later, Jesus appeared again to his disciples besides the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simeon, Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples. First off, can we just stop on the two other disciples? Could you imagine being one of the 12 disciples and not even get your name written down in the Bible? Like, I'd be hurt. But that's besides the point. Verse 3. Simon Peter, this is Peter, said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they, said, they all said. So they went out in the boat and they didn't catch anything. Nothing, or they, didn't catch, they did not caught, catch anything all night. Jeez, man, I cannot read. <laughs> come on. But you see, if you know your Bible just a little bit, or if you grew up in church, you kind of understand Peter's life. So I want to ask this question. Before Peter was a disciple, what did Peter do? Fish. He's a fisherman. And I find it so ironic that after those three and a half years of him walking with Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus, as soon as Peter messed up and Jesus died and resurrected, what do we see Peter doing? Fishing. And it just stood out to me so loud and clear. 
Because I think a lot of times your life and my life, we can act like Peter. Because you see, Peter went back to what he was comfortable with. Peter, when he was walking with Jesus, Jesus took Peter from what is to what could be with his life. And as soon as Peter made this mistake, Peter went back to the what is. Peter went back to his old way of living. And I think really for every one of us here, we've probably had this happen to our lives at least once. Where we've been following Jesus, Jesus has taken us from what is to what could be, and we make a mistake with our relationship with Jesus, we have a hiccup in that relationship, and what we do is we go back to our old ways of living. We go back to the what is of our lives. And you see, I want to encourage you tonight, maybe tonight you're back at what is even though you were in the what could be. You were in that relationship with him and you were pursuing him following the purpose that he had for your life. And you made a hiccup. Maybe it was 2020. When 2020 happened and the quarantine hit, you just kind of fallen off the wagon. Can I just encourage you with this? When we do that, when we make a mistake with our relationship with Jesus, because it's not if but when. It's just bound to happen because we're humans and we're not perfect. But when we make those mistakes in, in that area of what could be, the beautiful thing about it is this. We don't have to go back to the start. We don't have to go back to square one with our relationship with Jesus. Because you see, Jesus died for you and I. Jesus died to give us mercy. Jesus died to give us love and grace. So when we do make mistakes as humans, we don't have to go back to the beginning. You see, when we go back to the beginning in those relationships with Jesus, we fall right into the hands of the enemy. Because that's exactly what the enemy wants us to believe, is that we have to go back to the beginning. And that's not the case. Because if it is the case, there ain't no way I'd be up here right now. Because I make mistakes daily. But that does not mean I have to go back to the beginning. You see, the Jesus we get to serve, God that we get to worship, is filled with love for you. It's filled with grace, mercy, and compassion. And when we make a mistake, we don't need to hide that mistake. When we make a mistake, we don't have to go back to the beginning. Instead, we need to take that mistake to Jesus. Because he's already forgiven it. He forgives us our past, our present, and our future. And that's an encouragement. So tonight, if you really want to declare war on that version of yourself, if you're really ready to go from what is to what could be, understand this, there's going to be hiccups on the road. But it does not need to stop us from doing it. That does not need to stop us from crossing over the barbed wire and going for it. And you see, I want to close out with this. This is the third and the last point. We'll pray. We'll go outside. We'll have the bonfire. We ordered way too much pizza, so there's going to be a lot of pizza. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait either. I'm starving. Better than Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> ah, y'all paid attention. All right, good. Making sure. But point three is this. Your declaration. Point three is this. Your declaration. It should be up on the screen. You see, ah, beautiful, thank you. Point three, your declaration. Can we put that picture up on the screen? I don't know if we have it. I think I asked for it, but I can't remember. Do we have it? Ah, you guys are on top of it. When you see this picture, if you were here on Sunday, shh. But if you weren't here on Sunday, what is this picture? Does anyone know? You were here Sunday, Marion. Come on, come on. I wouldn't expect anybody to know this, because the first time I looked at it, I didn't even know but see, what this picture is, guys, is from another president of ours, a declaration of war he signed. President FDR 
signed this declaration of war. It was signed on December 8th, 1941. Now, if you guys are good with history, does anyone know what happened December 7th, 1941? Bang, back there, your hand shot up. You were ready. Exactly. Pearl Harbor was attacked December 7th, 1941. See, this was in the middle of World War II. The U.S. did not, I told you I was a history, like a history guy, so just follow along with me, and we're going to close out. But December 7th, 1941, really changed the whole trajectory of World War II, because up until this point, before December 7th, we as the U.S., we as the U.S. did not want to get into the war. We wanted to stay out of it because we knew what it meant. We knew that lives were at risk. And we didn't want to get into it. But as soon as Pearl Harbor happened, as soon as the attack on Pearl Harbor happened, where they brought the war onto U.S. soil, we knew that there was nothing else to do but to get involved. And that's exactly what President FDR did with the House and the Congress and everybody else. They got involved and they wrote this declaration of war and signed it the next day, going into war, fighting back. And you see, I, I wanted to bring this up, not to go into a history lesson, but I wanted to bring this up because I think there's something so powerful when you look at a document that is signed and I'll look at all the words that are in there saying that we are agreeing to this. And the reason why I bring it up is because we can sit back here and they could have said, you know what, Japan did this, we're going to go to war against them. They could have talked and talked and talked and talked, but done nothing. But you see, as soon as they put it down on ink, as soon as they put it on paper, it meant something. And I feel like a lot of us, we say to ourselves, you know what, I want to get better. You know what, I want to strengthen my relationship with Jesus. I want to walk closer to him in the new year. I want to worship him. I want to read daily. I want to pray daily. And we say these things, but we don't do them. We say these things, but at the end of the day, talk is cheap. And you see, tonight, my hope and my prayer is as we walk out of here, we don't just talk about it, but we actually do it. If you're here tonight and you are serious about declaring war on that version of yourself, if you're here tonight and you're serious about going from what is the situation that I'm living in right now to what could be in a relationship with Jesus, tonight's your night. You see, on every single chair, when you walked in, you should have saw one of these. You guys can pull these out right now. Do not make a paper airplane. I already know y'all thinking about it. But right here on Sunday, every single, everybody on here on Sunday got one of these. And I think it's super powerful what the whole entire church really is going to be doing this. But what this is, is your declaration. What this is, is your declaration of war saying, I'm declaring war on the version of myself that I'm tired of being. You see, up on top, it says the thing's holding me back. What it is that's like stopping you from truly declaring war. What it is that's stopping you from truly going from what is to what could be. And at the bottom, it says, I declare war on this day, at this time, and signed by you. You see, I think this is going to be so powerful because again, as a, as a whole, as a church body, all of New Beginnings Norco, we are going to be doing this together. And I'm not going to tell you when you leave here, there's going to be a, a wall outside that you're going to be able to pin this on. But instead, what we're going to do is we want you to take this home. 
We want you to fill this out when you get home if you're truly serious about declaring war on that version of yourself. And for the next three weeks, we're going to grow together. For the next three weeks, we're going to learn together as we dive into this concept and this idea of going from what is to what could be in our walk with Jesus. And you see, I, I'm not coming up here tonight saying, oh, like you guys need to do this and then leave. You see, I'm coming up here tonight because I said it in the beginning. There's a version of myself that I cannot stand. And I told you already, it's Moody Charlie. I'm going to make an Instagram account. But it's Moody Charlie. You see, it, it, it all started, it all stemmed in 2020. When 2020 happened and we got into quarantine, you guys were probably just like me. You were like, sweet, don't have to go to school. Don't got to do any of this. It's going to be so much fun. And then about like five months into it, you're like, dude, this sucks. Like, I wish I can go and, and be in the classroom. I wish I can be back in youth. I wish I can do all these things that I used to do. And I was like that. And I'll never forget when things started to lighten up and we were able to come back to church. I remember coming into my office and sitting down and starting to work. And I started kind of like growing this, this version of myself where when people would come up to talk to me, I didn't want to talk to them. I just wanted to isolate myself. I wanted to go in my back office, close my door, really not talk to anybody. And I had to snap myself out of it, but still to this day, there's moments where I walk into this church office and the staff that's here doesn't know what type of version they're getting of me. They don't know if they're getting moody Charlie or they're getting happy Charlie. And it eats at me because I'm trying to fight this day in and day out. And I'm sharing this with you guys. One, just so you know, your pastor struggles too. Pastors are not, in, like, are superheroes. They struggle with the same things you struggle with, if not more. So I'm coming up here tonight saying as we start 2021, let's declare a war on those versions of ourselves together. As the youth group, as a family, as a complete church body. And I want to encourage you with this. You're not doing this alone. There are people here that are probably struggling with the same exact thing you're struggling with. And we get to do it together. So I want to pray for us real quick.